Controlled America, the no bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast. The most important hour of your day. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that right there was Klaus Schwab of the Fourth Reich. We're not even going to call it the World Economic Forum. We're just going to call it the Fourth Reich from now on. Nazi Klaus. Nazi Klaus. Literally. I, I, every time I hear that, like, I always think of, like, Indiana Jones and the, uh, um, what is it, the, the Last Crusade, uh, where Indiana Jones and the, and the chick are tied up in the fireplace, and they hit the thing, and the, it turns around into the, the Nazi uh, communications room, and there's that lady, and she's like, yay, and starts yelling and screaming. I always, that's what, my, yeah, that's where I get that from. Oh, we should meme that. Oh, that'd be great. Put Klaus's face on there. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be awesome. Um, this is uh, the Daily Dose. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy by unfolding the global conspiracy for you by watching the mainstream narrative, by watching the world events, tying them together through a, uh, an ancient process known as Pearl Stream. And what we do is we try to uh, anticipate what's going to happen next. And so far, we've had a pretty darn good track record. I know I got a lot of haters out there. That's okay. I don't mind haters. Uh, but all I say is don't believe anything I say. Don't. Don't don't trust anything I say. Don't believe anything I say. Don't uh, don't hold your breath for anything I say being right. Because you want to know what? I want to be wrong. I really do want to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I don't... Right? I mean, like, does that yeah. make sense? Like, Well, you know, it might make sense to some people, but I'm a little hesitant to follow your advice. <laughs> well, when I say advice in the sense of being prepared for things, I think that's good advice. But No, I mean your advice on disagreeing with what you're saying. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I would, I'm just I would, being ironic. I know. But, okay. Isn't it ironic? Yeah. Just a bit. But l- listen, yes. <clears throat> I'm going to say things mm-hmm. that people don't like. All right? Sure. And I you know what? Too. Yeah. It, it, and here's the thing is you can love me. You can hate me. You can disagree with me. You can sure. vehemently distrust me. I don't care. But don't just take as what I say as false or truth. Look into it yourself. Look at the events and say, does this make sense? Look at the things that are happening and ask yourself rationally, logically. Question everything. 
That's the whole point is to question everything. And in the time that I've been doing this, that's one thing that I've done very well is I try to look at all angles, all perspectives and question everything. And if there was something out there, which I believed was like, whoa, this is this is something we need. This is legitimate. And we have before. Mm hmm. Right. Then then I, I will put it out there and I'll say, look, we need to check this out. We need that. We need to get on board with this. Yeah. And we've even gone down a certain path and had somebody, uh, one of our colleagues, friends or fans say, hey, well, actually, look at this. And then we might have to adjust course a little bit. Yeah. So that's the importance of having these conversations. And look, like even just me and you having a personal private conversation, I don't agree with everything you say. You don't agree with everything I say, but we talk and we learn and we Go forward from there. What a novel concept. You, I don't know. You don't agree with everything I say? No, I mean, 98% of it probably. Oh, or, okay. But, That's good. Hey, let's just be in real. I, or I, I mean, could be skeptical. If I don't, if I, if you say something and I'm like, that's kind of crazy. I don't know about that. I go look into it. Yeah. Exactly. And then either I say, oh, fuck, you were right. Or I say, I don't, I don't know still. Or I need more investigation. Or you're wrong. Hey, Josh, I think you're wrong. And you're like, holy shit, let me see. Why are you saying that? <laughs> well, and here's the thing is that when we tend down the line of a model, a theory, we okay. tend to want to prove ourselves right. We tend mm, to find bias. information that substantiates what we're looking for. Here's the thing. When I'm looking at what's happening in the future, I'm not looking for an outcome, a specific outcome. Mm. Okay. I'm not saying it's all going to be hunky dory. We're all no, going to save not. America. I'm not saying <laughs> that. The globalists are going to win and all this is going to happen. I keep it in open perspective because I don't know. But what I can do is I can look at the events and how they're unfolding you and say, hey, this isn't looking good. And this is where a lot of what we can call the invisible war comes in. Mm. Right. And, you know, I was talking to to David Whitehead on Earth Chronicles today, and, and we got into this discussion about a lot of different theories that are out there. And I basically said, well, here's here's a perspective on those theories. Right. I, I hope they're true. I, I hope mm-hmm. the goodness they're true. But here's my perspective is peds do this. Any president has access to peds. Uh, executive orders are not law. Um, the president cannot have any more powers that are guaranteed to him by the Constitution. Right. Okay, There's certain yeah. factors. And, you know, then he's like, well, what about all this stuff that's coming out to the surface? I said, well, that co- comes about because we control the domain of information that I just learned a, a great statistic today. Ooh, please share. In 2018, okay? Yeah. 80% of the houses in the United States of America mm-hmm. had satellite, excuse me, had satellite dishes or cable hookups to their house. From like okay. a, a prime internet service provider, Time Warner, Comcast, these types of things. What year? 2018. Okay, 80% of households yep. in 2018 had cable or satellite. Do you know what it is today? 70%? 40 how? 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 Because everything's going to the stream. My my old neighbor in, in Colorado, he... I, like, what does that mean? Pe- oh, I'll, I'll explain. So my old neighbor in Colorado, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm talking to him. And like, dude, I lived there for 10 years and I've like said nothing more than two words to this guy. And the, my last day in Colorado, I'm clearing out my garage and he's basically, I think he wanted my refrigerator. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so he decides to have a conversation with me. He's like, we just got rid of cable. I had my son come on over and he took the satellite dish down and we removed all the cables oh. from the side of the house. I'm like, oh, what well, prompted that? He goes, we have just regular cable and maybe, you know, HBO. Internet. 
Yeah, and the internet, oh. and he goes, they just raised our rates by almost 40%. And I said, well, you know why they're doing that is because they basically have to pay those stations to have them in a package. And so they have a profit margin that they have on each channel that's in a package. And the fact is, is that that profit margin is becoming less and less and less because nobody's no longer getting cable TV. But instead, what they're doing is they're just getting internet connections and streaming them. Hulu, yes. Amazon Prime, Netflix, whatever it is, or just Rumble. smart TVs. You can like buy the channel. Yeah. This now. You can buy the channels a la carte or Rumble mm-hmm. or Pilled or, or, or whatever it might be. And yeah. he's like, wow, that makes so much more sense. And he's like, I finally got my first cell phone. And he shows me his first cell phone. And I'm like, Whoa. this is actually happening. And so what happens then is that these prime channels, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they're starting to go out of business. Because here's the thing. is It goes back to that same point of the information domain transition of how people consumed information and how we, the patriots, the people, went in there and hijacked that whole movement and now we're controlling, we are the media. Is they were late to the gate. Do you remember when Blockbuster was like trying to come out with $25 a month for mm-hmm. streaming services and they were competing with uh, Redbox and Netflix and they lost yeah. and they eventually went out Red of business? Yeah. Th- this is the same situation here. We're, we're in the same situation with mainstream media and they lost. It's, it's over. And, and so we won that domain. And so I was trying to explain to David that you know, we won the information domain. That's why this is coming to the surface because you can't hide the stuff. And these people mm-hmm. were so frigging arrogant that they didn't bother to cover up their secrets because they're like, eh, 80% of that population will be gone in a few years. What does it matter? Why do we need to cover up our crimes? But see, things Maybe. don't go as they plan. Never. Never once in history have things gone to any plan. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's my take on, on what happened today on Earth Chronicles for everybody out there. There is some people seriously pissed off at me. In the audience, because I told him there's no fucking plan. Nobody's coming to save you, which I've said here multiple times, right? Um, That I do believe that there is a special military contingent operation with the intelligence community who is looking in and investigating these things. But I don't think they have nearly enough power or force to go out there and take these people down. Um, Fix it overnight. Talking Mm -hmm. to General Flynn about this. I don't think it was in the interview part. I highly doubt it. And with that being said, is if it is true, if there is some type of operation, White Hats or whatever it is, I sure hope so. Because we need all the frigging help that we can get. Because right now, the invisible war is becoming visible. The war is manifesting right now all over America and all over the world. We are on the literal frigging brink of world war three and and that's not a joke and i'm not here to scare you this isn't fear porn this isn't fear mongering this is quite literal people i want everybody to understand what i'm saying over the the next hour because there's there's echelons of hierarchy okay that are operating right now and we see it at the very very low level the communal the societal level we see it at the political level. We see it at the military intelligence level. We see it on the global level, the, the nation state level. And then we see it on the institutional level. Okay? All right. But I, I laid out the whole balloon scenario in the sense that this was a spy operation to basically develop uh, strategic targeting packages for the United States. 
and also test our airspace, vulnerabilities, detection systems, these types of things. Did you know last week the United States Navy or the United States Coast Guard um, detected six Russian spy ships, sensor collecting sensor ships Mm-mm. off the coast of Hawaii? Uh, no, I heard of other things. I don't think I heard yeah. that specifically. You heard of the Russian spy planes coming close to the Arctic Circle, U.S. Canadian mm-hmm. sovereign airspace. Okay. <clears throat> Russia and China are working together. Russia and China are military allies. If anybody doesn't believe me, just go out there and start following the trends. Okay? Now, there's a few points of perspective on this. So if Russia and China are military allies, they've been drilling together all these things. They're in cahoots with Iran and a few other countries. Yeah. For now, it makes sense that they'd have that partnership. And China and Russia are both testing U.S. defenses and spying on the U.S., why would they be doing that? Data collection and preparation for... Preparation for what comes next. Now, we've talked about this on the economic side. Economic warfare. China holds a certain amount of, of U.S. debt hmm. to where, if they wanted to, they could drop that debt. There is a 90% inner exchange between imports and exports. We, we talked about this last night. To where... If China, right, um, mm-hmm. basically stopped exporting to the United States, the United States would stop exporting to China. Okay? Our people would stop having uh, supplies, medicine. TVs, medicine, these types of things. And their people would stop having food because that's what we export to them. 80% of all food in China comes from the United States. Pork, poultry, these types of things. Um, so there's this real perspective of, of battle. We just yeah. learned today that the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is at its lowest level since 1973. Hmm. Okay. Is it that far now? I thought it was 80 or something, but yeah, it's low. Well, 1984. Sorry, 1984. You're right. 1984, which is d- declined 60%. Okay. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, the United States is stopped sending um, strategic missiles to Ukraine. Why? Because they don't have any more. Yeah, and they're talking about increasing production now. Right. So what we're seeing here was the war of attrition, truly. Okay? And now the war of attrition has got to this point to where if they wanted to do a formidable attack, something of that nature... If they wanted to progress on Ukraine, if they wanted to progress on Taiwan, they can. Because the superpower, the United States, has basically been massively weakened. We allowed Chinese surveillance drones and balloons to enter our airspace and spy on us. We watched them launch them. We watched them fly them into the United States. This is what came out today. Okay. Um, Glenn Beck had uh, Congressman uh, Mike Lee on today. And it was, I, I said it over the JTAC because I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Now, Really? What do you say? Well, it, it, it's a lot of what we already know. Okay. But it's a lot of contradiction from what we're hearing as well. Mm. And so Mike Lee obviously is on, I think he's on the armed forces in, in the intelligence uh, committee. So he gets basically okay. the, the, uh, um, the, the confidential briefs by the DOD. Okay. Now, what he was saying about 
kind of Russia or he what he was saying about these three objects that were shot down over the United States and in Canada this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Basically, his relay was that they would not share any video. Okay. Oh. So they would not That's share suspicious. any video from the cockpit. They were saying, oh, no, the, the cockpit video, it's a really small, blurry. You can't really see them. He's like, we don't okay. care. We want to see it. And they're like, no, yeah. no, we're not going to share. So they wouldn't share it. They don't know what they are. They haven't recovered any of them. So the three objects that were shot down, they haven't recovered them. Hmm. One of the recoveries in Canada. Yeah. They sent out a recovery team, which didn't find it, mm-hmm. in full hazmat gear. Yeah. Wow. Hazmat okay. gear. So, hmm. you know, Glenn's like asking Mike Lee, like, what are these things? He goes, he goes, I don't even think they know. And he goes, well, then why would they shoot them down? Yeah. And, and this is where I started to think about this. Because we heard the first Sidewinder missile missed. You yeah. remember the whole fact that they said they wouldn't shoot the balloon down over Montana because it would it would interfere with uh, you know the debris would fall upon Silver, but they will shoot a fucking sidewinder missile over Lake Huron where they didn't even track it and have no idea where it went, where it could have went and struck a house or a business or a building. This doesn't add up. So the question is: is what were those three objects? Did they actually shoot them down or did they miss and those objects mm-hmm. disappeared? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the first object even a balloon? Well, they, they came out and said one of the objects, I think the object over Lake Huron was a, apparently a balloon. Uh, but then they came out and said they're commercial, right? They're commercial balloons. Or privately owned. Right. But here's the thing. Yeah. is If you had a, a, a balloon that was commercial with sensors on it collecting information at 20,000 feet, and it just got shot down by the U.S. military. Wouldn't you go out there and be like, "Hey, dude, that was that was mine. Why did you shoot yeah. that down? It's licensed. What are you doing?" Yeah. But nobody's came forth. So there's something incredibly unusual going on here with these objects. I'm sticking to my guns that these were Chinese drones, autonomous drones mm. in a intelligence relayed network with the balloons. Okay. So- that doesn't explain why they're not recovered. Is this just poor recovery efforts? Well, one of them is in very, very hazardous conditions during the Arctic Circle, negative 50 uh, degree oh. wind chills on a glacier. They're um, having weather issues with another as right. well. Yeah. And the other two, they just can't find. They can't locate. Wow. So hmm. the question is, is what are these things? My guess is, is that it's an extension of exactly what we're seeing, right? These are most likely autonomous drones of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, is did they really shoot them down? Because the first, the fact that the first Sidewinder missile, by the way, the Sidewinders are heat seekers. Mm-hmm. Do you know any balloons that have uh, heat in them? Uh, hot air balloons. They, they don't necessarily have, no, no, no. But I'm talking about these types of weather balloons. Oh, these I things, don't know. These things don't have a relatively big heat signature. Okay. Not enough for a Sidewinder to latch onto. Hmm. So whatever it was that they shot at, it was either a direct line of sight missile launch like they did over the Atlantic, right? Okay, right. Or it was something that that Sidewinder could latch onto, and the first Sidewinder missed. Why? I don't right. know. They, the, the plane said that it had radar interference when it first oh. approached. Oh, yeah, they did say that. Radar interference. Which means that it most likely had some sort of jamming technology on board. That's wild. 
Okay, so I, I don't know what these things are. I'm not ruling out anything no. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, are they... Honestly, with how much I've seen, they could be completely fictitious. So there's some various scenarios. They never happened. They didn't. They're, they don't exist. They're not real. The, the government made them up, okay, to cover Imagine. up Nord Stream, to cover up uh, uh, East Palestine, to cover up Joe Biden's corruption, to cover up all this other stuff, okay? I don't know. Yeah, Big it might be far-fetched, but it's possible. Based okay. on what I see, it hasn't been proven. Yeah, go ahead. Right. They could be Chinese balloons, highly mm-hmm. improbable, 20,000 feet altitude, very improbable, much, much smaller, most likely mm-hmm. not. They could be mm-hmm. autonomous drones. Possibly acting as balloons. That's a great cover. Um, or they could be something else. They they really could be UAPs. And this one is just a blunder by the defense and intelligence agencies. And too much leaked too fast. They couldn't cover it up. And now they're backtracking trying to figure out what the hell to do. Yeah. What if it's personal? Not personal. What if it's um, advanced technology? reverse engineered by individual countries. Correct. What if it is Chinese reverse engineered technology? What yeah. maybe that's why they're not saying anything. Maybe, who exactly. So there's a multiple different scenarios. Maybe it's even ours. Maybe. Right? Right. What if it's like a civil war type of action where it's our own stuff that's classified and we're taking it down ourselves? Or it was I don't know. military industrial complex running under a SAP program, testing it over the United States and the Air Force saw it on radar because they narrowed their scope, detected it, and went after it. And they don't have any information on the SAP program. They shoot it down. And then that SAP program says, dude, that was ours. What are you doing? Shit, my bad. And now it's a cover-up. So yeah, there's, there's... Call the FBI. We need a cover-up. Yeah. There, Call there, the experts. <laughs> there's a thousand different points of what this could be. Wow. Okay? Of course. Yeah, so at this point. My thoughts, though, with everything mm-hmm. ramping up the way it is is that Russia and China are a military alliance right now, and they are preparing for war against the Western nations. Oh, yeah. That, that is the key. And uh, Ordo Abkeo, Order Out of Chaos, said this multiple times before. This is the name of the, the Earth Chronicle show today. Yeah. The globalists at the very, very top, the, the cults, the bloodlines, the families, the cabal, the mafias, the cartels, the syndicates, the institutions, world economic, whatever they are, okay? Whoever they are, they don't yeah. give a shit mm-hmm. how it happens. They just want it to happen, okay? So they don't care if it's the United States and Europe who wins and you get the Western New World Order. Or if it's China and Russia and the British nations that win and they get the New World Order. Because either way, these people at the top control it. Okay? Now, I think Russia is being misled greatly by China here. I think that China will stab Russia in the back after all is said and done. They're probably planning on stabbing each other in the back. Yeah, I don't know. Russia is... China needs Russia and Russia needs China right now. There's no right way now. that either one of them singularly can beat the West. Sure, but once this is all blown over, who knows? You know, right. They'll be at each other. Now, a lot of what I've been thinking about is people have been talking about EMPs. 
electromagnetic pulses. Now, mm -hmm. many people don't know this, but in 2012, okay, there was a series of three electromagnetic pulses released by coronal mass ejections. Coronal mass ejections, which will create electromagnetic pulse, um, released by the sun. They were massive, more massive than you could ever imagine. If either one of those three hit the earth, we would not be having this conversation right now. It would have been basically a civilization ending event. They don't know how, they don't know why, but before it hit the earth, mm -hmm. it was deflected. Okay? Yeah, when was this? I disconnected for a second. So this was in 2012 or June of okay. 2012, okay? Mm, yeah. Or July of 2012. Mm. This was classified by the governments around the world, including the United States. NASA knew about it. They classified it. They didn't release this information until about a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. okay? But this was a civilization-ending coronal mass ejection. Wow. And they classified it and kept it from people. They knew it was coming towards the earth at that time and never said anything. Mm. Okay. They're just going to let it happen. They're just going to let it happen. Now, the United States infrastructure, the infrastructure around the world cannot substantiate an electromagnetic pulse. As I was saying earlier today, so in the Navy, I worked on various different uh, mainframe computer systems, which were composed of a system known as combat directory system on board non-Aegis ships, okay? Now, these are Cold War computer systems. Every single one of them sits within a cast aluminum shell. We had about a half, uh, three quarters of an inch to an inch cast aluminum shell that these things sat in. The aluminum shell was layered in a Faraday cage, Okay. They built these things to withstand a nuclear detonation. EMP. Well, an EMP nuclear detonation. Here's sure. the thing. Is every electromagnetic pulse is different. They are every Faraday cage is designed for specific frequencies. Like the one on your microwave is made specifically for microwave radiation. Okay? So... It becomes incredibly difficult when you have EMP type of technology to defend against it. But nuclear is... What do you mean? So let's say we had an EMP device and we could channel it into various frequencies or even oh. let it off and it would go in a, uh, a string of different frequencies. Okay? The, the objective there would be to take out any device that's not protected by a Faraday cage or that is protected by a Faraday cage but that these waves can penetrate. So, when we start looking at the potential for an EMP, if it was going to happen, if China or Russia was going to do something like that, the way this would be orchestrated in the United States is, number one, it's already here. Number two is that it would the make... Yeah, the, if there is some type of EMP... And by the way, this would be the best way to, to basically take down the United States of America... Okay, internally, hypothetically, hypothetically, yeah. uh, without any nukes being shot. And this would be strategic EMPs throughout the country, blaming on a rogue nation or rogue terrorist organization, have the intelligence all pointed towards that. So, okay. Yeah. But actually funded by countries like China. 
a nuke? Or could you have an EMP without a nuclear explosion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. They got that technology. Do you remember Ocean's Eleven? Mm-hmm. Remember Ocean's Eleven, the, the, the movie? And they had the EMP device? You're, you're breaking up pretty bad there, Vince. But they definitely exist. Okay, so let me go into here. I'm going to go uh, check it out. Vince, I think Vince froze up. If uh, Vince has to drop for a minute. Look at him. He's got his eyes closed. There he is. There he is. My God. Sorry about that. So what I'm talking about tonight is various scenarios. There's an invisible war being waged. China and Russia absolutely 100% are allied. They are trying to plan something to come after the West. Okay? Um, Ukraine is obviously a proxy. Ukraine is a proxy war. Right now, I don't know if people saw this. Uh, I'll see if I can bring up the news story. There we go. I'm going to go in here. Browser. And I'm going to bring up the story. Air raid sirens spreading across Ukraine. Russian strategic aviation is airborne. Missile launches are possible. Now, remember what we were talking about a few weeks ago in the sense when Ukraine was anticipating the 500,000 troops entering into Ukraine and they were waiting for the invasion to happen. And the Ukrainians were taking up defensive positions. Yeah. Remember what I said that most likely what Russia will do is just fly aviation missiles in and then just do a launch of a whole bunch of missiles to push all that defensive positions back before their raid. That's what I think is happening right now. I I don't know. We haven't confirmed this. We don't know if this is actually happening. This is just speculation. Are you talking about when they were they crossed over that river in the south? South. No, this is this is last week. Ukraine came out with that. They had suspected intelligence that Russia was going to basically we had amassed 500,000 people on the border, troops on the border, and were about to invade back into Ukraine, push back into Ukraine okay. uh, with tanks and so forth. And this was mainstream news. And like, if it's mainstream news, it's not going to happen. And I said, Ukraine's going to take up a defensive position and Russia's just going to bomb the shit out of them once yeah. they do. The same yeah. thing happened with that river. They had crossed over, then they seemed to be retreating, and then they just bombed the crap out of them. Right. So we potentially have an escalation right now. Now, we talked about Mm -hmm. depleted uranium rounds last night, how that's a provocation of war by the West against Russia by giving that type of weaponry to Ukraine. So with the amount of chaos that we're seeing right now in the United States, um, what did we have? We have... uh, uh, we have a, a chemical plant in Tulsa, Oklahoma right now on fire, spewing chemicals all over the place. We've had four train derailments, chemicals all over the place. Oh, now my internet's unstable. All right. Making sure we're still there. Okay. Let me see if I can find the one article wow. I wanted to reference about this. I'm really close to getting a gasp and just like what the hell man yeah i was driving through town today and i'm looking at the vince breaking oil up. tank vince you're breaking up pretty good i don't know if it's i can and my stuff is not but it's no i think it's me too. well it seems to be my internet was unstable for a minute there too 
Um, well, hold on. I'm going to go to this real quick. This is what I was trying to talk about. Okay, go ahead. This is Dr. Tal Braun. He's going to be with me Friday night on Conversations on the Fringe. We have him for an hour and a half. We will not be on YouTube on Friday night. We'll not be on YouTube on Friday night. Keep that in mind. Um, he says it's important. One. He goes, it's important to note that my email to the FBI in 2021 called COVID stage one of a complex attack. Stage two was vaccines. The spike protein is what's known as the primer. Stage three exposure to toxic chemicals that produces phosphates. At this point, after having to be heard over the COVIDian idiots for three years, I welcome the aliens as useful distraction. Okay. What he's saying there is that when toxic chemicals are entered into the environment with immunosuppressed people who are spike protein factories. Yes, vaccinated. You're going to have problems because a lot of those toxins are going to basically latch onto those spike proteins and cause massive super cancers, turbo cancers, massive death. Let's see if I can get this word. Exasperate, exasperation of the illnesses. I've been saying it wrong the whole time. But Nailed it. Um, you're breaking up, Vince. Do you want to try to reconnect? Sure. Okay, let's try to do that. Let Vince reconnect here. We'll let Vince reconnect here, see if he can get on a better connection. It's going to be bad. Yeah, that's right. So what Dr. Tal Braun is saying is that this is all planned. This is phase three of their plan. This is when you start releasing chemical pollutants and weapons into the air and the atmosphere and just let it happen. And people will naturally start to die off because of this. And I am afraid he's right. Exacerbate. That's right. Exasperate. That's what I've been saying. I find it funny, so I don't take offense to it. If I pronounce words wrong, it's because my mind moves way too fast. And I'm trying to do too many things in my head all at once. Um, but yeah, so let me kind of bring this all back into perspective here. We're talking about the invisible war, which is no longer invisible. It is leaking out onto the surface. We have everything from social and cultural destabilization, which is happening through social engineering. We have... Um, environmental concerns, geological weapons being utilized against people all around the world. We have a massive spy game going on between the East and the West. Um, we have escalations of war being made by the West against Russia. Nord Streams. Nord Streams. I mean, the United States of America apparently took out the Nord Stream pipeline, which was not only an attack on Germany and Europe, it was an attack on Russia, a, a, a sovereign nuclear power. Like, that, that is a declaration of war. Now, Russia, I don't think, and China, don't, I don't think, want to go to war. I don't think that that's going to happen, okay? But what I think is going to happen here is more accidents, more natural disasters, more geological weaponry being used, I think, is what's going to really happen here. And I say that because it's the only one that stops the, the inevitable World War III from escalating. And I think that they're trying to keep World War III for maybe the final last scenario, waiting until everything is in place for that to happen. 
Or maybe they're trying to make it happen right now as fast as possible. Uh, this was an article right here by a former Marine, uh, Gunny Sergeant Joshua Owen, United States Marine Corps. An EMP or solar incident could result in blackout warfare. Russia and China have the ability to destroy the U.S. power grid and degrade military capabilities with non-kinetic first strike, not only through the electromagnetic fields of nuclear and non-nuclear weapons, but also by means of such as cyber attacks. The sun could also similarly destroy all or parts of the system through a natural event. An electromagnetic pulse is an electromagnetic radiation from a nuclear explosion caused by the Compton recoil electrons and photoelectrons from photons scattered in the materials of the nuclear device or a surrounding medium. It can also uh, be caused by non-nuclear weapons through their effects are usually more geographically limited. The resulting electric and magnetic fields may couple with electrical and electronic systems to produce damaging currents and voltage surges. Depending on the burst type, it can cause power spikes ranging from several hundred volts per meter up to more than one million volts per meter. Furthermore, it can cause a component or subsystem burnout or degradation and system upset. The coronal mass ejection is an explosion outburst of the solar wind plasma from the sun. The blast of a CME typically carries roughly a billion tons of material at speeds on an order of hundreds of kilometers per second. A CME contains radiation and powerful magnetic fields. These blasts originate in magnetically disturbed regions of the corona and the sun's upper atmosphere can have effects similar to man-made EMPs. A high-altitude nuclear weapon detonated 25 miles above North America would destroy most U.S. electronics, high-voltage transformers, vehicles, including tactical ones, and other electronic machinery. That's important to understand. A CME, depending on the severity, would produce a similar effect. Currently, 99% of all U.S. military bases rely on the civilian electric grid. While many analysts consider a nuclear-generated EMP unlikely, it is not the only threat. Recent overflights of balloons from China have been at altitudes high enough to cause a nuclear EMP. The late Dr. Peter Vincent Pry was an executive director of Task Force on National and Homeland Security, a congressional advisory board dedicated to protecting the United States from EMP cyber attacks, terrorist attacks of mass destruction, and other threats to critical civilian infrastructure on an accelerated basis. According to the Task Force, U.S. plans to harden the electrical infrastructure against the high-altitude electromagnetic pulse and non-nuclear electromagnetic pulse weapons, and CME are virtually non-existent. In 2008, the report on the Commission to Access the Threat of the United States from Electromagnetic Pulse, EMP Commission, reported on the effects of the EMP. The report concluded that one year after the large-scale EMP, or CME, nine of every ten Americans would be dead. That's right. I'll read that again. This is a government-commissioned report. Reporting the Commission to Access the Threat of the United States from Electromagnetic Pulse. The report concluded one year after a large-scale EMP or CME, nine of every 10 Americans would be dead from a variety of causes stemming from the attack. Sadly, present-day hardening efforts remain non-existent. In August 2021, Price Task Force released Blackout Warfare Attacking the U.S. Electric Power Grid, a revolution in military affairs, and yet still no action to harden the grid has taken place. 
Chinese and Russian military doctrines outlined the use of high-altitude electromagnetic pulse weapons. Both states possess the capability to produce not only hemp attacks, but also non-nuclear EMP attacks in conjunction with cyber attacks. A blackout warfare notes, Washington does not understand the threat from EMP-CME focusing almost entirely on cybersecurity, largely ignoring the other majority threat vectors against electric grids, sabotage, and EMP. The Congressional EMP Commission states, combined arms cyber... uh, Combined armed cyber warfare, as described in the military doctrines of Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran, may use combinations of cyber sabotage and ultimately nuclear EMP attack to impair the United States quickly and decisively by blacking out large portions of its electric grid and other critical infrastructures. What did I say last night? Five geographic positions around the United States and the whole country goes dark. Yeah. That's, this is exactly what this article is saying. Although the executive order coordinating national resilience to electromagnetic pulses exists and is extended to make national EMP preparedness a priority, priority, very little progress has been made. More than a threat. Obviously, there was a Carrington event in 1859, a geomagnetic solar storm. A massive CME erupted the sun, effectively disrupting all telegraph key communications across the world and destroying many. The CME melted the electrically powered telegraph keys and started a series of fires. In 1921, from May thir- from 13th of May to 16th of May, a CME knocked out telegraph keys, tele- uh, telephones, and other communication networks around the world. The CME was severe enough to start multiple fires, thanks mostly to the switchboards bursting into flames. In March 1989, the entire province of Quebec, Canada, Canada suffered an electrical power blackout stemming from a CME. In 2012, a massive CME erupted from the sun, missing the Earth just by nine days. The U.S. electrical infrastructure has suffered 721 known physical and cyber attacks in the past decade. One such attack was an attack by gunmen in 2013 in Metcalf, California. According to the Pride, the attackers were never caught and no one was arrested. Multiple government agencies were concerned the attack was a dress rehearsal for a larger-scale attack. One year later, the Metcalf substation was hit again when a fence was breached and the tools were stolen. Nothing has been done to increase the security posture of the compound. And in December 2022, substations in North Carolina, Washington State, Oregon were attacked in manner similar to Metcalf. What All is right? this? Okay. So, NNEMP weapons. Anyone can manufacture an NNEMP weapon using commercial equipment and designs from the internet. These weapons can produce upwards to 100,000 volts per meter Albeit only over short distances, high-powered microwave weapons also a threat can protect EMPs out of 10 kilometers. Suitcase EMP generators can even be purchased online, no license required. A coordinated attack on the U.S. power grid against multiple facilities with such weapons would threaten the security of millions of Americans and the military. And Russia, in particular, has demonstrated the ability to shut off its adversaries' lights through the use of cyber attacks. Wow. After effects. And this is important, guys. I'm, I'm not here to give fear in doom and gloom but this is what we need to be prepared for and understand that our government is leading us down this road to allow this to happen okay after effects given this information what might a long-term blackout look like if the grids were to be attacked tomorrow how would leaders command and control the marines how would camp pendleton communicate with camp lejeune how would the marines communicate with the navy how would the mechanics fix a vehicle without step-by-step instructions on a computer or computer-aided diagnostic tools how much reserved fuel water and food does each marine base um, have stored this is by the way the the, uh, the united states navy institute the u.s naval institute of where this article is this is a high level high profile article this isn't off of like Natural news. This is the United States Naval Institute.org. Okay. 
So what would leaders be able to do uh, to keep their Marine sailors, contractors, and their families fed? What about the local civilian population? How long would it take before they would have at the front gates of the base begging for or even demanding food? Have civilian and military leaders considered if an EMP were to strike tomorrow, how many Marines would stick around? How many would flee to check on their families? Answering these questions requires significant thought and planning. A coordinated physical attack on multiple targets and facilities from a state or non-state actor must be considered an imminent threat. An attack on an unprotected civilian grid could result in long-term blackout events. Since 99% of the military depends on civilian electric grid and food and water infrastructure, the military could be severely crippled. Norman's Angel's 1910 book, The Great Illusion, postulated that there might be no more great wars because Europe and the United States were so interdependent, war would be bad for business. Only four years later, World War I started. And yet something like Angel's ideas again hold sway. If the United States and its economy collapsed, the entire world would suffer. Why would China, Russia, or any other nation risk their country's economic growth? Why would they risk more and more sanctions on trade? But in totalitarian countries, the goal of leaders is to stay in power, not to help their least powerful citizens. Pry notes. Totalitarian and uh, authoritarian states see international relations as a zero-sum game in which there, are winner, which there are winners and losers, the living and the dead. Economics is not the, big, the highest priority for totalitarian states. Their highest priority is total control over the world, whatever the cost, because they believe that any nation, not their slave, is a potential threat and war is inevitable. Totalitarian states want to be the last man living and make everyone else their slave or dead. That is why they are willing to do anything to crush their enemies and win. EMP cyber warfare, what I term blackout warfare, is relatively easy, low risk, even benign form of warfare compared to all-out nuclear, biological, or chemical warfare, all of which Moscow and Beijing are prepared and willing to do if they can win. If Pry is correct, these leaders do not need a Y to launch a full-scale combined arms blackout war on the United States. They are bidding their time for when. And here he says, get real, get ready. All right. This threat will materialize sooner or later, probably sooner. Leaders need to take it seriously and begin to act now. As for the naming of the Marine Corps, they and their armed services should introduce existing technologies for electromagnetic hardening of infrastructure and systems for military equipment, bases, and vehicles as quickly as possible. Senior commanders can submit universal need statements uh, to their chains of commands, and small unit commanders can begin to study how to command and control in an electronically degraded environment, useful in a variety of impossible contexts. Hardening efforts can begin to take place in phases, based on the budgets for the year. Jonathan Hollerman, Deputy Executive Director of the EMP Task Force on National and Homeland Security, notes three specific psychological factors with regard to total grid failure. Human desperation, starvation, and living without the rule of law. He asks, how will the average soldier respond to a radical and unrecognizable new life filled with utter confusion, deep desperation, without access to regular food, and effective oversight? Military bases do not have the sustenance of food and water purification to sustain their forces and their families more than briefly. The average U.S. service member consumes roughly 2,000 pounds of food each year. Based on the basal metabolic rate, the male weighing 195 pounds would need to consume approximately 72,968 calories per month, more than 875,000 calories per year. Multiply that by how many people and base commanders uh, are responsible for, the simple math tells the hard truth, requiring commanders to ask when the logistics and supply chain is broken countrywide, where will all this food come from? Does your base have enough stockpiled food to last a week, let alone months or a year? How can the military effectively command and control a force it cannot even feed? 
He says that leaders must ask themselves, can my unit sustain in the fight if hit locally or regionally with a combination of NNEMPs or high-powered microwave weapons? Does your unit have the right standard operating procedures? Do you have the resources to protect communication equipment with Faraday cages? What companies can exist in tactical vehicle hardening efforts? The Marine Corps has a history of being reactive instead of proactive, and Iraq tactical vehicles were destroyed by improvised explosive devices. The services should have learned lessons about this after Vietnam. Instead, we watched Marines and sailors who were maimed and died. We have been proactive. History might have turned out differently. We would be training for the next fight. Marine Corps Doctrine Publication 1 mentions the word initiative at least 45 times. Let's not be too late to take initiative so we don't have to ask questions later about why we didn't see this one coming and why we didn't prepare for it. As the old notion has it, Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst, and let God do the rest. Now, I know that was scary as shit. Yeah, a little bit. Now, isn't it interesting that everything that he said is happening right now? I just came across this article an hour ago, okay? I didn't know about this. You can go to my Twitter feed, okay? I didn't know about this article other than an hour ago. And is this not exactly what we've been talking about? Yeah, I was talking about it this morning, especially the three factors that you were talking about there, one of which being law being a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, i sorry, two hours ago. And by the way, this was not posted by anybody. This was posted by retired General Spalding. All right? Wow. This, this is legit, real deal stuff. All right? So, let me draw this perspective. Two days ago, over 15 Chinese nationals were caught at the U.S.-Mexico border. We joked about this last night, right? Yeah, we did. Like, man, they're just Chinese refugees trying to seek asylum here. What, what did they take a boat over to Mexico? Like, how did they get there? They got there from Venezuela. (laughs) Well, please let us into your country. We love stupid Americans. Yeah, Yeah. Why? Because they're not Chinese refugees. That's just a cover story. They're Chinese intelligence agencies, probably military, okay, who have already infiltrated our country. And the objective that they would be doing is to strategically place themselves in proximity to large population centers and military institutions to make sure that when a cyber attack occurs, a large EMP event occurs, that they can have command and control authority to take over those areas. Insurgencies. That's right. Wow. Now, here's the thing. Let's say that you were China or Russia and you were planning this type of event. What would you do leading up to it? Get weapons. Mm, They already have the weapons. They're nation states. They have the weapons. I mean, inside the states. Already done. They're already there. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Would you do maybe testing? Sure. Would you test certain things? Everything. Yeah. Maybe you have a localized EMP device that is geographically centric that can focus EMP energy on a specific target. I'm going to take you back in time. To the 80s, I hope. No, just a few years. How many plane crashes did we see over the last four years? Oh. Specifically in California, around military bases with military aircraft. What yeah, just happened Cessna's today? To everything else. Oh, my gosh. Military Horrific helicopter crash. Ac- 
military helicopter fell out of the sky. Fell out of the sky. How see that? That was terrifying. Fell out of the sky. Chinese airliner. Fell. Nosedived. Out of the sky. A un- yeah. Uh, no, this was last year, remember? Yeah, okay. Yes. How I about do. this? A United yeah. Airlines flight just a few days ago leaving Honolulu, Hawaii. Or sorry, leaving Maui to L.A. Got about 1,000 feet in the air and nosedived 750 feet. 250 feet before it crashed into the ocean, it was able to pull up. No way. Pilots, Don't tell me this. Pilots have no idea how that happened. Well, what was it, a Boeing 777? Yeah, most likely. It was a seven. It was probably a 70, 70, 70, 77 or 87 uh, going to Maui sensors. from L.A. They well, had that sensor issue years ago. Here's the thing. Pilots yeah. don't know why. Guess what? The pilots didn't turn around either. They just kept on going. Okay, so we have some weird occurrences with some airlines. Oh my well, God, let me ask you this. So scary. Yeah. If you're also these same nation states and you have this directly targeted, geo- geographically targeted EMP device, Let's say it's even satellite based, like through lasers or something, right? Mm-hmm. What are the things that you would want to weaken in this country before you did that? What um, were the three main points in that article that they discussed that people need to watch out for, that they would have to watch out for? What, what were they? Human desperation, starvation, mm-hmm. and living without the rule of law. Yeah. So. Human desperation, okay, that's obviously instinctual. Starvation. Hmm. How would you cut off supply chain? Reduce the food supplies, manufacturing plants. Food processing, manufacturing plants. What has been happening to these things? They've been been burning up. They've been burning up. How? Probably cyber attacks. Well, let's think about this. What if they were directed EMP attacks? What if someone was outside that? I don't know. How did they burn down? By a fucking fire. Yeah, but do EMPs cause fires? Yes, absolutely. A a, a close enough EMP will basically cause a piece of machinery to start on fire. Wow. So what he was saying in there as well is that you had this, uh, this event in California Back in 2014, which a year later, the same type of event happened again. And uh, the, McCar- the, the McCargill events or whatever he was talking about. Yeah. So it's right here. He was talking about Metcalf, California. So an attack by a gunman in 2013 in Metcalf, California. Uh, the attackers never got caught multi- uh, and there was no one arrested. Multiple government agencies were concerned the attack was a dress rehearsal for a larger scale attack. Over the next year, another Metcalf substation was hit again. Okay? With then what? Basically shooting out the transformers. Remember yeah. I said this last night, is going to these electric power stations? Yeah. You can't just fire a bullet in there and take down the electric grid. You have to know what you're shooting at. Sure. Now, what did we just happen? North Carolina, Washington State, Oregon. All of a sudden, you get this right-wing yeah. extremist arrested for this stuff. Right. So, these are similar to the Metcalf thing okay okay right so they're testing the electric grid what if these same people the same group were going up to these food processing manufacturing distribution facilities with a handheld emp device boom just shooting it in the window hoping to hit some type of electrical device that's on that overloads it's possible and it could be funded by soros and given to the crooks that are already paid or it could be china but so what happens is when you have their insurgencies the insurgencies. Now think about this. 
Let's say that you have 5,000 people infiltrated into the United States of America that are all sleeper cells. How many counties do we have in the United States of America? I don't know. A lot. 3,200. Okay. So all you would need is less than 5,000. And all you'd have to do is send each one of those out into each county to the center point in the electrical grid and hit that one critical infrastructure just like they did in Washington State, Oregon, North Carolina. That takes out the primary power grid, okay? When backup power comes up, EMPs directed, boom, boom, boom. That takes up secondary. Most stations don't have tertiary. At that point, guess what? The United States would no longer have the communication or the intelligence to even realize who just attacked them. So even though they can launch nukes, they wouldn't be able to. Because yeah, they don't they know probably, who to launch them to. They probably wouldn't find most of these people either. No. It, it would be completely synchronized. They wouldn't be able to see it coming. And they wouldn't know who did it. Which means that you can't defend yourself if you don't know who's attacking you. And at that point, they have to do nothing else. It's over. Now they send in humanitarian aid and blue helmets. And they try to help the United States recover, which will take years. And as from that article, 9 out of 10 Americans in one year post time frame would be dead. That's a crazy amount of people. And that's the operation, literally, the operation it would take. A few penetration testings, a few cyber attacks to get around defenses to test them. Hmm, have we seen any of that lately? No TAM system? The attacks on the power grids? Yeah. The blackouts at LAX? The blackout at the House of Congress? They are testing and penetrating these systems for a reason. So I'm telling you that this is invisible war is very, very fucking real. And people are like, like, well, dude, they're not going to attack the United States. That'd be a dumb move. Guess what? The scenario I just put out there is a real and serious threat. If they organize that type of event, synchronized, like that, it'd be over. let's, Let's face it. Look at everything Joe Biden's doing in broad daylight. They're already bringing us down. You know, look at them. It's probably, Mm -hmm. if it happens, it's going to be planned by China Joe yeah, and the Biden crime family. Let's face it. Just looks that way to me. Guys, I'm going to go to the Battle of the Streams real quick. I wanted to say thank you for all the donations that are coming in. You guys help us keep it alive. Battle of the Streams, DLive, Rumble, Pilled, and Facebook. Shannon1313, five lemons, Enlightened Science, one lemon. Thank you so much, Shannon, and Enlightened Science. Manny Lou, thank you so much, Manny Lou. We are ready for change, $100 on Rumble. Thank you so much, Manny Lou. Uh, Bayonet, one lemon, Grandma's Revolt, five, two lemons. Thank you so much, Bayonet and Grandma Revolt. Uh, Slumdog, gifted a can. What's up, peeps? What's up, Slumdog? Lindsay, 14, gifted a cookie, soccer ball, soccer ball, soccer balls. Well, Trump knew what was coming up. Lindsay14 also gifted another cookie. Where we go one, we go all. Thank you so much, Lindsay14. As well as another cookie, the best is yet to come. And another cookie, where your attention goes, energy flows. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Uh, We got a few articles pushed in here. Uh, FBI searches Biden documents at uh, University of Delaware for classified materials. Uh, There is a few meteorites. There's actually a meteorite that that struck uh, in Europe somewhere the other day, too. Wow. Yep. 
Uh, Racing Ray 42 gifted a can. Thank you so much, Racing Ray. Cat 24 donated two lemons and Patriot of Pisces one Ninja Giddy. Thank you so much, uh, Cat 24, Patriot of Pisces, and Racing Ray. And so let's go back over to this. Guys, thank you so much for all those donations. You guys are awesome. Uh, right here is multiple agencies are looking into the, the calls of a loud explosion over Mission, Texas. Currently, multiple agencies are responding to a loud bang and shaking near Mission, Texas. This is today, just a few minutes ago, huh? The Hildago yep. County Sheriff says Houston Air Traffic Control has received two reports of blue streaks in the sky and sounds of an explosion over Mission, Texas. Possible meteorite has struck the area. Now, let's hope right. that's a freaking meteorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Or did they just shoot something outside of the sky? And right. so here we go. Meteor landing in Mission, Texas area. Uh, this is just a photo. This is what someone saw when they went and heard all the loud noises and shakes. And so obviously you have a contrail going through the air. So this is what they – look, I'm, I'm going to point this out right now. This is a contrail going through the air parallel to the clouds. I'm going to tell you right now from understanding how things fall from the sky – Vince, do meteoroids yeah. fall parallel to the cloud line? No. This is this know. this is wouldn't this is not confirmed that this is what this object was, okay? That okay. could have just been a plane flying through the sky, okay? Sure. Contrail. But if that is the contrail from the object that fell, that's that's not a meteorite. That's an object. That's a plane, which means that something <laughs> got shot down. Like it has I don't some know. kind of thrust. Well, yeah, that's that, that's how it would create the the contrail. So we're gonna keep our eyes on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to raw alerts and see if they have any updates on this. Uh, but <laughs> he's got his bingo card out tonight. Uh, this is funny, kind of funny. Raw alerts 2023 bingo card. What's it gonna be next? We can put one on meteorite <laughs> meteor. <laughs> oh no. So listen, I think. I, I, I think we could be a lot closer to what we've been talking about than we could ever imagine. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's days, hours, weeks, months, years. Never. Never. Um, but if we look at the history of all these events and start adding them up, I think what we're seeing is potentially this type of event unfolding. And here's the thing, is it wouldn't just happen in the United States. It, they would have to do it globally. They would have to do Europe. They'd have to do Australia. Because here's the thing. If it happened to just the United States, their allies would immediately start gathering intelligence to find out who did it, and then a counter-strike would be organized. So they can't just do it to the United States. They'd have to do it to all NATO nations. Okay, so this would have to be a synchronized, coordinated attack. But taking the United States out would be huge. At that point in time, they can invade Taiwan. They can invade the rest of Ukraine. And the United States can do really nothing at that point. Um, this is... I, I know that this is scary for some. I know that people are like probably shitting their pants. Uh, but when yeah. I look at everything that's happening in the world right now... When I look at all the, the, the things that we've been calling cyber events... When I look at all this added up and kind of like culminating, this is what it points to. Is it points to World War Three has already started. 
and that if Russia and China somehow gather the balls to execute this plan, they could succeed. They could easily succeed. Now, here's the thing. They don't even need a ground invasion. They don't need to launch any fighter jets. They would just have to have five, less than 5,000 people on the ground in the United States, trained and ready to go. Oh, they have way more than that right now. Yeah. Guarantee you. Exactly. That's right, JTAC. Yeah. JTAC, you're absolutely right there. Stop being afraid of things that you can't control. Just be ready to survive. And from, uh, from the very beginning, I said, I've had a feeling my whole life, intuitively, that something like this was going to happen. And, I, and I've been told that it's not about stopping it from happening. It's surviving when it does happen. And that is really the key to understand here, is to survive when it does happen. Don't be 9 out of 10 Americans. And think about this. We have all these chemical plants and these trucks over in these rail trains overflowing with chemicals. Now in the Ohio River Valley, millions of people affected. Vaccinated people are now going to take that into their systems. Right? Yeah. Which means that when these events do happen, they'll die a lot faster. They're already dying. Yeah. So, a little bit of prep goes a long way. I'll tell you that right now. It does. It does. And I think that um, what we should do is maybe uh, this weekend. Let's do it. Let's do it Sunday. I got my crypto mastermind at um, two p.m. and okay. I say let's do three p.m. or let's do four p.m. Eastern time. Or no, let's let's do five p.m. Eastern time Sunday. Okay, Vince, write this down. We're going to get it on the schedule. We're going to create an event. 5 p.m. Eastern time this Sunday. 5 p.m.? Yep. Um, everybody who's reached out to me as a prepper, as a homesteader, as this type of person who has that information and knows how to do this, I want you guys to see if you can join at this time. Uh, there's a few other people out there. This is open mm-hmm. to everybody on the social red pill. Okay? It's going to be a live Zoom call. It's not going to be recorded. It's it, We might go live with it. I don't know. Depends on... on what we have, uh, but this is going to be a preparation show. This is going to be a prepper show. What we need to do to survive, what we need to do to get, in case this does happen. Uh, here's the thing. I fucking hope I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm incredibly wrong and none of this happens. And the life just goes on as normal and we can just be happy and not have to worry about these things and all this stuff. Okay? I, I, I Seriously, I do. But when we start looking at everything that's occurring right now, we have to be a realist. We have to take this into consideration. And yes, this is doom and gloom. Why? Because that's the freaking reality of the situation. 2019, a bioweapon was released on humanity. That bioweapon re- re- release resulted in an even stronger bioweapon being injected into the arms of billions of people globally. Since that point, you've had social, cultural, and political stabiliz- destabilization occurring Globally, you've had infiltration of every Western nation's borders from people who would be considered radicals, military age, militants coming from China, Northern Africa, and countries that we don't like. Here's the thing is that's not happening as coincidence. That's not happening as random. 
That's happening for a frigging reason. Since 2020, we've seen these these weird attacks. We were talking about this earlier. The attack. Remember the attacks that looked like uh, they caught Antifa and stuff in the woods, setting fires in in Washington and Oregon and yeah. California. Remember we had the attacks that looked like directed energy weapons. The cars were burned, houses were burned. You remember yes. the Yemen uh, fertilizer plant that blew up that looked like a nuclear bomb going off. And all, yeah, and then all the other um, food processing plants that were burning up during that time. That's when it really started. So wild. Last that year we was, had, yeah, that was pretty a pretty rapid series of attacks. Right. This last year, we had over 150-plus food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities burn. Now we're seeing four train wrecks just in a few days, all spilling chemicals. We have chemical plants in Tulsa leaking chemicals. We have uh, a truck overturning with nitric acid that's blowing chemicals out there. This is getting into the water supply, the air. Politicians are covering it up. People are getting sick. This isn't happening because, oh, the world's just going to shit, man. Like, this isn't happening because we got old infrastructure. This isn't happening because, you know, the railroad tracks are just very old, man. This is happening because somebody wants it to happen. This is happening because it's part of somebody's agenda or plan. That's the only reason things are allowed to happen. Balloons aren't flying over the United States because the military didn't see them. They were allowed to be flown over the United States. The intelligence agencies watch these things take off. They watch them come over the United States, and they did not alert the military. No. Whatever these three <clears throat> objects that were shot down were, were definitely not frigging balloons. And most likely, they're not UFOs or aliens, which gives you the impression that they're most likely some type of unmanned autonomous surveillance drone. Operate operated by somebody who's gathering intelligence on our country. Which means that, if that's the case, you have to take all of the things that have come into play over the last year. Cyber attacks, fires, um, power outages, into consideration of what potentially is about to happen. Not only that, Mm -hmm. what's one of the things that first happened when the Republicans took over the House? They started removing almost immediately anybody who had infiltration from China. Yeah. Feinstein, Swalwell, Schiff, Biden. They're going after all of them. Why? Because they know something's up. They just don't know what it is. Wow. Look, guys, I mean, I I don't want this shit to happen. I I don't want this to happen. It's going to suck because one day we could wake up and it could be like, oh, fuck, nothing's turning on. Yeah. I wonder, you know, because we have power outages here all the time. How long will it take me to figure the shit out? Well, um, how, how about this? You need radios is what is a good way. Radio. Your water pump won't work. You won't be you won't have running water in your house. That's a bad sign. But yeah. And, and you know what? If you you better have excess wood to board up any first level windows and doors. You better have excess gasoline for those generators. You better have solar panels and a battery to charge. Propane for heat. Propane heaters. I got water filtration. I got an electric heater right here. Like duct tape. Nice. Oh, I can't wait for Sunday. Yeah. So Sunday, let's do it. Vince, put it on the schedule. You're going to have to, uh, uh, we'll, we'll put it on. I'll put it on social red pill. 
Um, <laughs> so 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. That's what we'll be doing. Um, but yeah, this is what I wanted to talk about tonight because a lot of people out there believe that you know, I do the whole X-22 thing. Trump and the Patriots win control and they got the deep state on the run. And yeah, truth is coming out. Truth is unveiling. What, when do you expend ammunition? When you're desperate. When you're desperate, your back's against the sure. wall or information is coming out against you. Guess what? There's another shooting today in El Paso. Hmm. And wow. I'm not going to go through everything. I'm not going to start, you know, we don't have enough time to go through the news right now. Okay, and there wasn't really much news today. All that right. document thing's pretty big, I think. I don't know. The, what document thing? The University of Delaware Biden documents being uncovered by the FBI today. All right, Just let like me see it recently. Um, it's in the chat. It was. Uh, yeah, it's in the chat. Basically, it wasn't. In our, it wasn't. I didn't know about it till we went live. Okay. I guess Fox reported on it. Uh, okay, FBI searches Biden documents at the University of Delaware for classified materials. They carried out two searches at the University of Delaware as part of the investigation of whether President Biden mishandled classified documents. The searches have not been publicly disclosed and were conducted in recent weeks with the consent of Mr. Biden's legal team. Uh, the investigators have retrieved materials from two different university locations in two different days, but it's unclear if anything recovered had classified markings. Um, look, you're talking about a sitting U.S. president who's already invested under investigation by Congress. True. You, you know what the most that's going to happen out of any of this is once, once the Democrats realize that they have Biden and there's nothing they can do, he's going to resign. He's going to step down. Yeah. That's, that's it. I mean, that's really what's going to come out of this. Um, The stuff happening in East Palestine is absolutely ridiculous. Sick people, sick kids, animals dead and dying. Um, absolute chaos is occurring right now in this country. And guess what? This isn't the only country. It's everywhere. It's all throughout the world. The chaos is increasing. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, right. Now... What I would suggest is that we, we all stay hyper vigilant. Oh, I love this. Uh, where is this? We're going to go here. Uh, I, these, these are the things I actually want to share. Where is it? Kamala Harris. So Kamala Harris came out today and said that... Um, that uh, she doesn't see any change in the diplomatic relations between the United States and China after the balloon incident, okay? Yeah. What was China's response to that? China threatens action against the U.S. agencies for destroying and recovering surveillance flight. China firmly opposes this and will take down countermeasures in accordance with the law against the the relevant U.S. entities that undermines China's sovereignty and security. So nice. I guess China doesn't feel the same way. Okay, what else do we have? NATO chief, war in Ukraine is now a war of attrition. Wow, where have we heard that before? Here. Here. <laughs> a lot, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's not funny. It's, it's funny, not funny. Right, that's right. Yeah. It's funny, not funny. Because then you get this today. 
U.S. has stopped sending long-range missiles to Ukraine. The reason is that the U.S. has very little stock of long-range missiles left. More right, of attrition. Right, right. So the U.S. has become vulnerable in this defense and militaristic position. So, I mean, I, I, I swear, I swear on everything. I, I hope nothing happens. I don't want anything to happen. Okay. But we just have to be vigilant and ready. And, and we have to understand that there's multiple points of what can happen here. Maybe the Patriots are in control. This is all going to according to plan. And, and at the last moment, Trump and the Patriots are going to jump out and they're going to save the day. And great. That'll be beautiful. And, and I hope that it happens. Maybe nothing happens and we're and, and this just progresses and we sink deeper and deeper in the communism and, and world government. Maybe the, the Russians and the Chinese do exactly what we just talked about. The thing is, is we have to be we have to have knowledge of all the various scenarios and outcomes. We have to have a, a strategic approach to deal with it all. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're looking to keep our families safe, our children safe, ourselves safe. And so in order to do that, we have to have the most highly accurate information possible. And here's the thing is we don't. We don't. We're not military intelligence. But we do have connections. We do have people we talk to. We do have, you know, the ability to look at information and say, oh, shit, this isn't good. And I'm telling you right now, looking at this information, oh shit, this is not good. What's happening right now? The, I, I, I've always said, Vince, that yeah. when the point of vulnerability comes before the precipice moment, chaos will ensue. Confusion will be all over the place. What is happening right now? Exactly that. So I potentially see this. Is two days ago, the United States State Department basically called back all Americans out of Russia, told them to leave Russia immediately. Yeah. Um, my feelings and thoughts is that the United States is going to do that to China very, very soon. And when that happens, now you have, you know, it's inevitable. Um, and then what we're going to see is potentially the United States sent the Abram tanks to Ukraine this last Friday. They arrived this last Friday. Dude, Ukrainian people didn't get trained on these tanks. Right. So who's running them? Same with the missile systems and a lot of these equipments. They need yep. a whole infrastructure to run and teams of people. That's right. And most likely it's U.S. feet on the ground that are running this. Or and, will be. Yep. And they're going to be put into mm. a lot of danger here very, very soon. Because Russia is about to launch a massive offensive Not against it. Ukraine. Not going. And I think that this is once that massive offensive comes about, that's when a lot of this is going to kick off. Because the United States is going to basically prompt themselves to get entered into this war because Ukraine can no longer sustain itself. You heard, Millie. Russia has lost. No. Ukraine has lost. Are you kidding me? It's a PSYOP. And because of that, we're going to see the U.S. try to win this thing. Fast and simple. And they're going to... I'm telling you, I have a a reason to think that this is going to escalate massively in the next month. And that this other event could easily happen before that escalation because Russia and China don't want the U.S. involved in their business. And China wants to dearly take over Taiwan because 
If China takes over Taiwan and the BRICs have control of over 80% of global trade of supplies and raw materials, the war is over before a shot is fired. So, and Falu, uh, Falu for you. Thank you so much for that dollar on Rumble, and your test was definitely good. Um, let's go back here. We're going to go Racing Ray 42, gifted a can. Thank you so much, Racing Ray. Brad Taylor just followed. FI Writer Lady, just Writer Lady, and Green Mountain Girl just followed. Oh, three new followers on D Live. Thank you so much, Brad Taylor. FIW Writer Lady, Writer Lady, and Green Mountain Girl. Thank you so much for that, Jim. Just Jim donated 113 gold pills. Got uh, uh, got to Josh and Vince. Thank you so much. Just Jim there, uh, guys. There's going to be an after chat uh, tonight. You're more than welcome to join. I'll probably join in for a little while. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions. That starts uh, right after the show. I'll be on there in a little bit. I have a few things to take care of. Um, but keep your head up and understand that, you know, if, if this stuff does happen, you're not going to be surprised. You're going to be prepared. And it doesn't yeah. matter if you have no money and no su supplies or anything like that. Is that mm. we are getting prepared for anything and everything. Is that we are the most prepared podcast out there because we yeah. understand the variable situations that can unfold if it happened tomorrow what? i don't think i'd even be that mad i'd be like okay what do i do first and oh i'd be pumped go from there i'd be pumped yeah. dude i'm telling you like there is one point during covid when it was happening that there was like no communication happening you had the little messages popping up in the corner of the screen on a tv like uh we are with you remember those I didn't watch them. No. Oh, yeah. This was during uh, the COVID stuff. You had live TV messages popping up in the corner saying, we are oh, with yeah. you. You I had Maria this. Bartiramo talking about CDC, New York City, the that peanut butter jar, all that stuff. And Peanut butter jar. Oh, yeah. She had a peanut butter jar on her table, and she had like uh, um, stuff written underneath a piece of paper, but she had turned the piece of paper and took a picture of it. But you could like make out power grid, compromise, these types of things. Uh, I did a whole decode on it on my Q Patriot days. But when I started seeing that type of stuff, I started realizing that, holy shit, this is real. This is an attack. We need to do something. And I started, I didn't get scared, but I got prepared. I got ready. My yeah. adrenaline is going. And I was loading up guns. I was getting things ready. Like, if we need to go, we need to go. Right? So what I say to everybody out there is just, you know, Buy extra canned goods. Have a month or two months worth of excess food. What do I mean yeah. by that? If you got a can of corn, that's a day's worth of food for you and somebody else. That's all you need to survive. Make sure you have water. Make sure you have chlorine dioxide. Make sure you have one of those straws that cleans the water. All right? So just kind of thoughts and ideas. Sunday, we're going to do our, our prepper special that'll be on Zoom. We might broadcast it. We might not. Most likely we will if everybody's in agreement with it. If you want to be a speaker on that, text me, DM me, email me, let me know. Uh, I'll get you over to our team and you will get a, we'll get you on the Zoom um, and be ready to take notes. And then it will be published afterwards because it will be recorded. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, Falu, thank you so much. $20 world premiere tonight wow. of Trump Girl's first music video in Zoom. On its way to you both. Oh, God. This what? is going to be fun. Oh, can't wait to see that. World premiere oh. of Trump Girl's music video in <laughs> no. Zoom. No. This is going to be good. I'm going to, I can't miss How that. How dare you? Uh, we have a, a couple on uh, Voxel, real quick, too. Posse for Hope Cookie. My new nephew is deployed in Poland and Amazon or Omazon, a cookie. 
I am patiently waiting for the shit to hit the fan. Fortune favors the prepared. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for all of you. Thank you for everybody tuning in tonight. Everybody on Rumble. Everybody on Pilled. Um, and sorry, Pilled, I, I didn't ignore you guys tonight, but uh, you guys are awesome. 102 people watching on Pilled. Very cool. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, but join us, socialredpill.com. Check us out over there. That's free to join. Uh, and then also, if you are new to the Red Pill Project, what I want you to guys do, go to redpills.tv. So put your email address and subscribe. There's ways to support us over there with our, our sponsors and affiliates. But most importantly, go to socialredpill.com. That's our private social network, free to join. That's where we all hang out after the shows and we talk about this, including myself. So, uh, guys, I'm a firm believer that God wins in the end. But God only wins when strong people stand up to defend the weak. And we are those strong people. We are the people that save America. We are the people that save our families. We are the plan and have always been the plan. And I'm a firm believer of that. With that being said, much love, respect. God bless you guys. I will not be here tomorrow night. I'm hosting Amp Insider on American Media Periscope, um, which you guys can check out, American uh, ampinsider.us. You can go out on there, enter that code AMP888. That's a live Q&A on American Media Periscope with myself. That is tomorrow night. Vince will be here with you guys tomorrow. I don't know if he's got a, a guest coming on or a co-host. Friday night, Dr. Tao Braun and myself will not be on YouTube. And then Sunday, obviously, we have that event. Uh, we have some announcements coming up. We have to talk to a few people. Potentially a Red Pill Project Las Vegas event um, in August. So if you August. Can, yep, August. Yeah. August. It's so there's a reawaken America tour event in Vegas in August. I'm going oh. to. So since I'm going to be there, let's have a big bash in, in Las Vegas. And we have, uh, we have ways to make the stay there incredibly cheap and affordable for everybody. Yeah. Oh, and okay. uh, so I'm going to, we'll be putting more information out about this here relatively shortly. Uh, it potentially might be our camping trip, but I really want to do a camping trip anyways. But so I'll get with my typical group of camping people and see what they want to do. Um, but definitely Vegas trip is in consideration. So if you're interested in that, you have to be on the socialredpill.com to get that information. But uh, much love. Request. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Red pill steak dinner. Oh, absolutely. Nice. We'll, yeah. we'll have some fun, but Vegas. much, right. much love, respect guys. God bless you. You guys take care. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.